time it is about seven minutes to go time i'm getting everything ready <clears throat> letting y'all hear the background the new intro the most recent intro y'all heard it before but it's coming back to y'all right now i'm getting ready i'm ready actually so letting the intro play out and we're gonna pick this mic in what's what we gonna do here we're gonna pull my voice over so y'all can really hear me he gonna fade this out. Bring me in. We bringing the fire every day. No lying. What's up? What's up? What's up? Good people. What it do? What it do? What it do? It is your favorite sports podcast host in the building right now. Monday morning, January 22nd. So, like, listen, January has flown by, people. Um, and, again, you know, I'm always having some technical difficulties with this setup and whatnot. But I can't hear myself. But, people, just let me know if y'all can hear me. Uh, you know where we are. I got your shirt, Cuzzo. Um, If I don't get it to you today, because I got some other stuff I got to do, but it's definitely on the weekend. I'll get it to you this weekend. I know the weather messed us up a little bit, but I got you, Cuzzo. Shout out to my cousin, Yellow, Yellow D. Bowman on IG. Shout out to her. She purchased the shirt, and I'm going to give y'all all the information so y'all can get y'all shirts. And when I give her her shirt, we're going to take a picture, and y'all going to see what it is, see what we do. But Cuzzo, I got you. Like I said, worst case scenario, it'll be this weekend because it's supposed to warm up. The weather will be better, and I can definitely get it to you at worst this weekend. So here we are. Monday, like I was saying, January 22nd, and um, the year oh, is starting off in a fast way. Uh, January is pretty much gone, you know, I mean, I know everybody or a lot of people that are closer to my age, um, familiar with the song, 30 days, half September, April, June, and November, yada, yada, yada. January has 31, and we already at 22, so... Time waits for no one, as they say. So if you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, you need to get on it. Get yourself right. The new year is here. It's flowing. And before you know it, it's going to be February. By the time you blink twice, it'll be February. So once again, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is your boy, Sportswear CEO, in the building, right here live, Heat 100 Radio Studios. 
All right, Heat 100 Radio, the station that keeps it 100. Shout out to the boss lady, Monica Mason, Simply Monica. Make sure y'all go check her out at Simply Monica 72 on IG. Um, also on IG, Heat 100 Radio and Heat 100 Radio Live 1. All right, go check out her and check out the Mason Foundation and what we're all about here at Heat 100 Radio and what she is about as Simply Monica and such. So, I'm going to do what I do today. And I had a itinerary, I had an outline. Um, and, you know, sometimes you waver. Like I tell you all the time, like when you're coaching, sometimes you have a game plan. And then sometimes you got to change that game plan midstream. Sometimes you got to change it right before. So, I had some stuff um, going back to us day Monday, going back to maybe Thursday. But we saw yesterday NFL playoffs, and y'all saw my posts. Y'all saw some things happen in Eagle Land. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I had kind of omitted that because remember I gave y'all the video where I said I was going to wear my hat for the last time. As you notice, I don't have any Eagles gear on anyway. Got the poster. My, uh, my backdrop is back there because... I changed up today. You know, I was definitely going to talk some Sixers. So that's Sixers and Eagles there. Um, I'm going to open it up on another show, and I'm sure y'all have seen it before. It is definitely um, the fourth, the, tri- the quad of the Philly sports teams. Um, so, you know, you'll get to see that. And I'll, like I said, I'll let y'all check that out. But I'm sure y'all have seen it um, already. Jay Blake. My guy, Jay Blake Five, thanks for tuning in on IG. Got one person on Facebook. You know what to do. Let me know who you are. Y'all know where we are. Instagram live and Facebook live. Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast uh, LLC is the group page. And on IG, Sports Rap at Sports Rap CEO. That's where I'm at, live simultaneously. So wherever you are, but you know, like I can see you on Instagram, but when, when you chime in on FB, you got to let me know who you are so I can see the comments and give you your due shout outs. All right. So, like I said, we're going to sway. We're going to switch things up a little bit or just a couple things we're going to talk about that I initially wanted to bring, but I may not get to today because we got some other stuff that we added in today. So as always, I got some scores for you. Um, the only thing I have is I have a whole the full weekend recap scores of the uh, of the playoffs, NFL playoffs. So here we go um, in the NFL in the divisional round going back to Saturday. Saturday, you had the Texans visiting the Ravens, the number one seeded Ravens. The Ravens take that 34-10. The Packers might have exposed some things. Might have, I won't say a blueprint, but might have put out some points, some bullet points, if you will, where somebody may can go in and shock the 49ers, but we'll see what happens. The 49ers take that game at home, 21-24. Yesterday's games. The Bucks visited Detroit. First time Detroit has been to the second round in the playoffs. First time they got a win in like 30-plus years. So shout-outs to them. They take that game 31-23. And the nightcap last night, the Chiefs at the Bills. in a thriller. Uh, so in this, second, in this second game yesterday, you will have – you've already seen it. I know I've seen it. You've had the conspiracy theorists – that are already saying, oh, the script is in, you know, yada, yada, yada. The Ravens and the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl, whatever that means. If it happens that way, it happens that way. Um, but I did notice some football, if you will, mistakes that could have helped the Bills win that game. Then I can also go back to Saturday where I pointed out some things to a couple 49ers fans that I know where 
could have been a loss for them if Green Bay had done some things a little bit differently as well, football-wise. So those are your scores uh, from Saturday and Sunday in the divisional round of the NFL. Moving on to yesterday in the NBA. The Nets uh, at the Clippers. The Clippers take that one, 25-114. The Magic get by the Heat, 105-87. Orlando, yeah, Orlando Magic get by the Heat, 105-87. The Nuggets go down to D.C. and beat the Washington Wizards, 113-104. Celtics get past the Rockets, 116-107. Pacers fall to the Suns, 117-110. The Blazers fall to the Lakers, 134-110. In the NHL, the Flyers fall at home to the Senators 5-3. The Wild get by the Hurricanes 5-2. The Lightning fall to the Red Wings 2-1. The Stars, in a thriller, fall to the Islanders in overtime 3-2. The Rangers get by the Ducks 5-2. And the Maple Leafs beat the Kraken 3-1. Men's top 25 basketball, college basketball. NCAA, you see I'm repping my guys today. I'll tell you all about this in a minute. Uh, Rutgers, uh, uh, faces number 11, Illinois, Illinois takes that 86, 63, number 16, Memphis falls to Tulane, 81, 79, and number 23, Florida Atlantic beats UTSA in overtime, 112, 103 in women's college basketball, top 25 on Sunday, Iowa, number two falls to number 18, Ohio state, 192. Number four, NC State gets by Duke, 72-57. Number 14, Virginia Tech gets by Clemson, 74-62. Creighton, ranked at number 21, gets by Villanova, 63-49. Number 16, Indiana handles Purdue, 74-68. Virginia upsets Florida State, number 15th ranked Florida State, 91-87. Number 13, Louisville falls to number 23, UNC 79-68. Y'all see it. I am a UNC fan. You see the shirt. You can get you one of these, too, but I'm going to tell you all about that, too, towards the end of everything. Number 19, Notre Dame 75, Wake Forest 76. USC, number 6, versus number 3, Colorado. Colorado holds on 63-59. Number 10, LSU at home facing off against Arkansas. LSU takes that 99-68. Number one, shout-outs to Dawn Staley, Philly's own. Number one ranked South Carolina game, Lady Gamecocks. 99, Texas A&M, 64. And closing out yesterday's uh, NCAA Women's Top 25, number eight, Stanford beats Oregon State, 65-56. Of course, you know I'll have some schedules for you for games for today, and I'll give you those um, towards the closeout of the show today. So, today's show is going to be a little different. Um, Like I said, I got some things that I just thought were entertaining um, to me. And I just wanted to give you my take on some things. Because we're kind of in that time. Um, For us, as far as football fans and the Philadelphia Eagles, the season is over. So, we know where we are with that. And we're going to talk a little bit about their status most recently. We're going to talk a little Sixers. But, you know, that season, basketball season, is just heating up. So I found some things that I'm sure some of my Philly fans will be will take some interest in, maybe even have some comments um, to offer. But I think it's something that they will enjoy the topic that I topics that I have today. And the way I break them down and discuss them and give you my points on things, you, you, I'm sure you'll have an entertaining show, just like I always give you every Monday. So first, let's talk Eagles. 
All right. We're going to get that out the way right from the gate. Okay. Yesterday, you saw my post. So let me just backtrack a little bit. We all know how the season ended. Shouldn't have ended that way, um, but it did in the way it did. And ironically, I'm at work yesterday and I'm talking to some people watching the games. And I looked at yesterday's games, especially the Buffalo Kansas City game. You saw how that game was played. We saw how it looked, how it played out. And ironically, with everything that happened to the Eagles this season, believe it or not, the Eagles beat both of those teams in the regular season. One in overtime and one they beat. Uh, their opponent in the wild card round, they beat in the regular season. But they were a different team. I can't even honestly say that they were a much better team then. But they were, I'll just go with the safe word and say that they were a different team when they played the Bucks in the regular season. But nonetheless, the Bucs got to them. The Bucs got beat on Saturday, I think I said, yeah. Oh, it got beat yesterday. Maybe, yeah. Well, whatever. But you saw my post and you noticed that we are to the point where defensive coordinators and defensive assistants or whatever you wanted to call them have been fired. Sean Desai first and the reports were out there. Matt Patricia was also fired. Um, Okay, um, I got that, cousin. Uh, I'm going to look into that for you. Don't, I didn't forget, but i just been busy with doing some stuff, so I'm going to definitely look into that. So, Sean Desai fired. Matt Patricia fired. Things that we expected. Uh, some people expected the firing of Nick Sirianni. But as I told you when I gave you my ending, my closing on the Eagles last week, that you could have an argument you can argue both sides of that fence for Nick Sirianni being fired or not being fired. Um, so you got some you got some points on both sides of that fence. Like I said, you can argue and debate how he should be fired or how he couldn't be fired. So ultimately, it's been rumored and alleged that he was given an ultimatum, so to speak. And that ultimatum, ultimatum from the upper tier was in order for him to remain as the head coach, he had to make some changes and he had to get rid of the, the uh, defensive and offensive coordinators. So, we're expecting the offensive coordinator situation to happen soon. But what they put out, and I caught this late yesterday, is the fact that uh, Brian Johnson has been going through interviews for head coaching positions. And when I first posted it, everybody chimed in. A lot, Not everybody, but a lot of people chimed in the meeting and said, oh, the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule, right. You can easily, easily go to that argument. And I think more so overall, the way the season played out in the situation, I think that is the case. More so. Just my thoughts. Because if you don't know, now the NFL, they have that Rooney rule, they call it, where when a position, a head coaching position or a coaching position opens, the team has to interview a minority or a couple minorities for the position. They have to do interviews. They just have to do interviews. It doesn't mean that they have to hire these people or anything like that. They just have to have a legit interview so they can prove to the NFL offices that they did their diligence and followed the Rooney rule. So I think that's what's going on with Brian Johnson right now, because like I said, in my closing, I, I don't really know why someone who fired a coach and 
you obviously fired a coach for reasons that the team did not be was not successful. So then you want to hire a coach who blundered throughout the season. I don't get it. So I don't think I think that is the case. People are just doing it for the Rooney rule. And then the Eagles put out, I guess, to save him to save face that he won't be fired until he goes through his his interviews or whatever, because they don't want him to be in it with that. Whatever. Politically correct, whatever you want to call it. That's what I got. And I'm bringing it to you all like I always do. So, like I said to you in the beginning, I felt like the defensive coordinator should have been going first. Matter of fact, did I say that offensive coordinator? Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, if y'all remember, because I know y'all pay attention. But anyway, I felt like both coordinators needed to be going. Um, I threw some names out, um, and here we go. The Eagles have, I mentioned that they have reached out to Frank Reich. And the situation with Frank Reich is a very intriguing one because I shared the post with you and you all have seen it. It stated that he was reached out to and given information on uh, multiple, possibly multiple positions, okay, within this, um, within the Philadelphia Eagles organization. All right. Mr. Philadelphia Q, good morning, good morning. Thanks for tuning in on IG. So, that's one person. And I felt like once he was let go during the season i felt like he should have been brought back anyway maybe even for temporarily as a consultant just to help out with the offense because he had success with that offense and previously okay um they have possibly could reunite with the former coach uh the d-back coach of the nar of the coach currently the d-back coach of the baltimore ravens uh denard wilson they also reached out to former coordinators defensive coordinators wink martindale of the giants and ryan nielsen of the falcons they have also speculation that there could be some talk or reaching out to jim bob cooter offensive coordinator of the detroit lions so the detroit lions coach is still in season so they can't really reach out to him as of yet as well as the D-back coach, um, Denard Wilson, for the Ravens. They can't reach out to them yet because they're still in season. So I like the Denard Wilson as a defensive coordinator, D-back coach, because our, our, D, our D-backs, our secondary, needs help back. Secondary was bad. We need help. They're bad. Um, the offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter, um, I don't know. You've seen what he's done with Detroit this year. Again, if you don't get Frank Reich, you, you still you still may have some instances. You know, I also mentioned Leslie Frazier, who's not in football right now as a defensive coordinator, could be a good fit. And there are going to be some. There are going to be a lot of names that are going to pop up um, as people get fired. You know, Ron Rivera was um, let go by Washington. He has been known to be a good defensive coordinator. So there are going to be some na- names. It's just a matter of what direction the Eagles want to go in and how serious are they about fixing the issues? Okay. Um, all that to say, you're going to hear a lot more. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you stay focused and follow because there's going to be more stuff coming out. Um, and like I tell you, it happens all the time. And I also mentioned that we saw something going wrong 
And I said, we can, we, on the outside looking in, fans, me doing what I do, um, we can all speculate and have our opinion, formulate our opinions on where the season went bad, where it went bad, and how it went bad, okay? Um, we could definitely see that. But you can also look at it like something is going on. And again, like I said, we if I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in that locker room, but there was, and I just brought it down to something was going on that we would probably on the out from the outside looking in probably never get the true essence or the true aspect of what it is. And I still believe that to this day, but again, we know things will get leaked out as things progress. And just recently is again, yesterday in the mix of everything else, the firings and all that, it's been reported that Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson had some friction late in the season. And it's been reported that allegedly Jalen was freelancing. So that basically tells me that there was no union there. There was some type of uncomfortability. Uncomfortability. Yes, it was some type of feeling of uncomfortability in that offense. They were unsure of that offense. There was some speculations and whatever, but it's come out that there has been, there was some friction in that. And again, like I said, it, it just fell out the bottom. It got bad. And then at one point, I think it was the Giants game I could pick, and the bottom just fell out. You can even pick the, the wild card game. Um, and the bottom just fell out, and it was just a done deal then. So it is what it is. But again, the Eagles have a lot of work to do, both sides of the ball, all the way across the board, rather, if you will. Um, they have some expiring contracts. Here are the expiring contracts. All right, I'm going to go offense and defense. Quarterback, Marcus Mariota, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Quez Watkins, Alameda Zacchaeus, Albert Aquagumboon, Jack Stoll, Sua Opeta, Jake Dris Jack Driscoll, and Jason Kelsey. All right, seeing Jason Kelsey yesterday is leading me to believe that he may retract and want to come back and try it one more time. On the defensive side and special teams, linebacker Sean Bradley, linebacker Shaquille, Shaquille Leonard, Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham. That's pretty much the whole linebacking core. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and punter Braden Mann. There were reports out early reports that Fletcher Cox is thinking seriously, is thinking seriously, or or may have announced that he would be retiring. So I'll keep you posted on that as I get the information on that, like I always do. Jason Kelsey initially had said that he was going to retire, but then on his podcast he said that he may give it some more thought and see what happens. But if he does, and let's just stay there for a second, we see the type of fan he is you see the type of person he is from being here so long and like i said when he when the eagles did win the super bowl and he wore the mummers costume to the parade i felt at that point he solidified himself as a philadelphia sports legend um he could arguably have solidified himself as a true sports legend with his feet yesterday Arriving, um, making an appearance at Bills tail, Bills fans tailgate, and then you saw the videos of him in the stadium, in the stands, and whatnot. So, for his career, 
I gave you some of his highlights last year, but I got another one for you. So, so since the merger in 1970, you listen to me, since the merger in 1970, he has been the only center, the only center to win a Super Bowl, earn six all pro first team selections. Kudos to him for that. He's the only center that does, has done it since 1970. You know how long 1970 is to now, 2024. It's a long time. So, there you have it, folks. So, like I said, stay tuned. And, and as always, you know, it's going to be some more stuff coming down the line. Like I said, coaches and more coach. The, Brian Johnson will probably be fired soon enough. Um, like I said, I, I still can't get, other than like we mentioned, the fact that the Rooney rule of why some of these teams who, who – obviously got rid of their past coach for unsuccessful team reasons or not so I didn't say that right for reasons that made the team unsuccessful so why would you bring in a coach that wasn't successful himself Rooney ruled all the way is where I'm going with it so I'm in agreement with a lot of the people that commented on my stuff when I posted it all right so with that being said I'm going to move on to my Philadelphia 76ers because they're playing very good right now. Uh, they are currently the third seed. If the players were started, they would be the third seed. And it looks like they might be, would be facing Miami um, in the first round. But, you know, it's a hell of a long season. But right now, they're like third. Um, second in the Atlantic Division, third in the conference, in the Eastern Conference. So they're playing pretty good. Um, I like... What I'm saying, and, I, and I'm kind of sounding like maybe a broken record, but again, a lot of the things that I mentioned to you from the very beginning when Nick Nurse was hired, when we opened up and started in the training camp, Tracy Nicky, Miss Arlington, thank you for tuning in the first time this morning. Appreciate you tuning in. See that everybody gets the shout out. So when you go back to work, when you go to work today, you can tell everybody that you got your shout out on the Sports Web Podcast. All right. Um, everything that I said that I looked at and I interpreted from Nick Nurse going into training camp, how I felt the offense could be different, is coming to fruition. And again, they finally made the James Harden trade and they brought in pieces from the Clippers that have been good pieces so far. So there is this talk. It's always talk, and it's coming up because it's January 22nd. The trade deadline is February the 8th. So it's always some talk, like, will the Sixers stand pat? They had some rumors that they were allegedly looking at some people. They already Some of those people have already been traded. OG Ananobi, Toronto Raptors. Pascal Siakam, Toronto Raptors have both been traded away. So maybe something's going on in Toronto where they might be looking towards the future and trying to get rid of some people and have some people that were good to them move on and move into two better situations um, for their careers. Um, some other pieces to watch, other names to watch, Tyus Jones, DeJounte Murray, um, some buyouts, not buyout, uh, buyout, Gordon Hayward. Um, I wouldn't want him because you haven't seen him play in a long time, so I wouldn't want to go that route. There's also been talk about Bojan Bogdanovic from, from the Pistons. Um, and maybe even Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Atlanta Hawks as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but the, the difficult thing now for the Sixers, I feel, is the way that they're playing 
and the pieces that have come in some of those pieces those names have been lumped in these mock trade proposals and whatnot and it's kind of feeling like i don't know if i really want to do that right now but i will say this and i'm going to stick to this until something happens if anything does happen i'm going to say in my interpretation and, and looking at the sixers and what's going on right now i feel like we need a legit backup center and we need a backup point guard that can score and also be a point guard it's my opinion that's what i feel like we need okay i'm not going to go through the gamut and tell you why i feel like that with the personnel that we have because i've done that several times all right so again the incredible play of tyrese maxi and joel Embiid is something to revel about right now uh all over the NBA people are talking about it there are people are talking about how dominant Joel Embiid is being has been with his stretch of 20 possibly more games of 30 plus points and 10 plus rebounds um it, it's crazy for him so far where he's getting these games where he's getting 35 and 40 and something points in a couple games he had 50 um, I wrote all these games down. I've got like 16, the last 16 games, but there's like more added to it. But in the 16 games, I marked off some things. He had two 50-point games, two triple-doubles, but the least amount of points in all of these 16 games was 30-30. So he's been killing it. We just need, as Philadelphia fans, and he's been saying it, when people have asked him about this run that he's been on, he's also been reiterating and, and putting it out that he wants to be able to continue this into the play, playoffs, into the second round, and moving past the second round. So, hey, I'm going to ride with the big fella. Hope he can do it. Hope he can hang on because the way he's playing right now, it's a monster, a beast. He's eating barbecue chicken, barbecue whatever he wants just about every night. And he's doing this in three quarters of play, people. 36 minutes. He had one game where he had more points than he scored more points than he played minutes. How is that possible? I don't know. But something is going on and this dude is doing his thing. And I am glad that he is doing his thing. Because it's great for us as fans. Oops, sorry about that, IG. Messing things up there. I'm trying to fix this stuff here. I got to pull some cords up here. I think I have to adjust my cords here and switch my cords. Telling me I got a little bit of light. But nonetheless, listen. I'm sorry, I blocked my Instagram there. But nonetheless, um, we are into it. And again, the Sixers are playing very, very good. What's up, my friend? Could that be... My guy, Richard Drummond, let me know who you are. It's my friend. It sounds like you, Rich. Um, and again, like I said, the Sixers are in a place now where even if they don't make a trade uh, at the trade deadline, moving forward, we've already talked to you. I thought that was you, Rich. Good morning to you, good brother. It it, it, it points to the end of the season, the record, end of the regular season or end of the season in general, where they have, they're going to have cap space and they've got all these expiring contracts. So they can maneuver some things. Um, there has been some talk again, and it's been for the past couple of years about the Tobias Harris. But to save face, it's an expiring contract. He's on the last year of that contract. And for the first time in, I guess, a year or two, 
He's been a little bit more consistent. And remember, I've always talked about his consistency level. He's been a little bit more consistent this year. He's had a couple big games for us this year. All right. So they are actually happy with his play right now. Hence, there have been rumors, but there's been nothing definite. So there is a chance that our Sixers could stand pat at the trade deadline. Yes, I agree with that, Rich. Maury is very deliberate, and he's going to try to make a perfect trade. And I respect him for that. Uh, so getting back to, like I said, our guys in the way that they're playing. So a stat. Top five scoring duos in the NBA. I'm going to go from five to one. Okay. Number five. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle at 50.5 points a game. Luca and surprisingly Tim Hardaway Jr., 51.7 points a game. KD and Book, 55.9 points a game. Giannis and Dane, 56.2 points per game. Great guess there, my friend. That number one, sitting definitely at number one. At number one, definitely, definitely, you were correct, Rich. Joel Embiid, reigning MVP, and my vote for most improved player, Tyrese Maxey in his fourth year, sitting at 61.3 points per game. Okay? 61.3 points per game. Great to see. I'm loving this duo. And and actually, I, I like this duo a little bit better than I did when it was James Harden here. And again, I feel like that because I feel like the trade the trade with moving James Harden just opened the door even wider. Just kicked the door open for Tyrese Maxey to do exactly what he's doing right now. Okay. Um it is great to see this growth, this maturity in him. And I just hope it extends. And this is a great one. So he's going to get paid this summer. And again, this is another reason why there may not be a trade. Um, Because the Sixers can actually pay Tyrese Maxey. And then they can go star hunting still. And then with the trade that they made with the Clippers, they got some valuable assets that can be added into any trades if they make any. So the Sixers right now, for all intent purposes, are sitting pretty. Um, they are playing unbelievably great ball together. Maxi is more free with Harden being. T- oh, absolutely. And, and, and listen, in, in today's NBA, this is the type of action that you look for. The ball is moving. Guys, players on the Sixers roster now have a more defined role. So they know their defined roles now. They know what they're supposed to do. There's no confusion. Okay, as it was with Doc Rivers. Guys that came in. The Marcus Marshes, Philly Zone, Nick Batum, Kelly Oubre, good signing there. People talked about the Pat Beverly signing. Pat Beverly is proven to be his worth already. You thought it might have taken him up to the All-Star break we have through the season. He's proven that already. Already he's proven it. Okay? So I'm looking for another, a continued, really good season from our Sixers. Um, one more trade I want to look at, and I'm not really too excited about it. I kind of think it's a little bit too much. The one that I, the most recent one that I saw, and this is on the tail end of 
this of the Siakam trade, uh, the Sixers would get Bruce Brown, and the Raptors would get Robert Covington, Furkan Korkmaz, Daniel House, um, KJ Martin, and a 24 second round pick and a 29 second round pick is what they would get. Moria set up this team nicely. Nurse has a defined coaching system and the players know their roles. Absolutely. That's the biggest difference I've seen so far from the coaching regimes from last year into this year. Great changes. So it's going to be fun, people. It is going to be fun to watch our Sixers down the stretch. And again, like I said, if they make a trade, they do. If they don't, we still have some good, good Sixers basketball to look at. It's very entertaining. All right. With that being said, I found something else that I brought to the table since we're talking Sixers. And we talked about the trade and the pieces that came in. The free agent signing of Kelly Oubre and Pat Beverly that people were uh, somewhat back and forth with. Kelly Oubre also proved his worth already. Showed he's a valuable asset to this team right now. So, what I found, and this is the seven worst, hear me, seven worst Sixers free agent signings. Brian Skinner. I don't have the years of these, but if you know anything about the Sixers, you know these names. Kenny Thomas. Hold on to your seats, folks. If you're sitting down, please do not fall out of your seats. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Don't throw anything. Um, if you're near your computer, uh, Uber, has, Uber, Uber has been a spark for this team. Pat Bev is just a tough and pretty player. Absolutely. All right, for you too, Rich, if you're close to your computer, if you're listening to this on your phone, don't throw your phone. And I'm sure some of y'all are going to cringe and be very upset when I say this name. It's going to happen again. So I'm giving y'all a prerequisite now. So just be easy. All right? Kwame Brown. Scott Williams, our current assistant GM, Elton Brand, Matt Geiger, who they ended up paying years after he was not playing basketball, Al Horford, and I agree with that, Al Horford, I thought that was a bad signing, Tobias Harris. And people, if you remember, when we got Tobias Harris in that trade with Jimmy Butler, I told y'all the situation. People say, oh, well, why they let Jimmy Butler go? At the time, I had some inside information. And I understood why they did what they did. But I still still didn't like the contract that he got. And we're finally to the end of that contract. And ironically, he's playing a little bit better. Because he's playing for a new contract. Happens all the time. All right? That's that there. So, I'm sure, like I said, some of those names y'all cringe at. Some of those names y'all couldn't believe were on that list. And it's just weird how, how these things played out. There are a lot of other ways that we can go through this um, and talk about this. Um, one of the, on a lighter note, yeah, contract year numbers absolutely go up, Rich. They definitely do. Um, the second stat that I wanted to bring today is since the Sixers have assets, they have first round picks and second round picks and whatever, the top five, Sixers second round picks. Okay. Go in go in reverse order again. Going from five to one. Hal Greer, nineteen fifty-eight. Mo Cheeks, nineteen seventy-eight, world champion. 
Lou Will, 03. Arguably could have been higher, but we know Sixers history. George McGinnis, the Big Mac, in 73. Lou Will was 05, if I didn't say that. And number one, they have World Be Free. At the time, it was Lloyd Free, but he's since changed the name to World Be Free in 1975. Pretty decent list. Pretty solid list. All those guys that are on that list, all five, performed very well for their tenure with the Sixers and other places. Okay, so those were five good picks. Like I said, we go back and forth with this thing, you know. Um, It's weird how we have shining moments for the Sixers, and then every so often there are moves that are made, and you're like, exactly, what the f*** is going on? But nonetheless, we're in a good place right now. Uh, He said that list is pretty damn good couple of Hall of Famers and Greer and Cheeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So putting that out there, my guy Richard Drummond just chimed in, a couple of Hall of Famers on that list, yes. But there is some argument that there could be a third one. Lou Williams could go in to Hall of Fame as a six-man because he's won at that board about, I think he's won three times at least. So he could go in arguably as a six-man, another on that list, and three out of that five could be potential could be hollow become hall of famers all right one more bounce back as i digress and i know some of y'all are laughing when i say that i digress it's going to be a great one it's going to be a funny one philly's most hated athletes got 12 of them on this list yeah lou will was so underrated and hated when he was traded absolutely absolutely uh rich absolutely um so coming up rich again hold on to your seats folks again 12 of the philadelphia's most hated athletes at number 12 al horford at number 11 scott Rowland, philadelphia the guy who the phillies fans threw batteries at so we know that these are legit Sean Rodriguez okay people remember when I said earlier that y'all might cringe and don't get mad and throw anything at your computer don't throw your computer your your, your, iP- your pad your tablet iPad your phone don't throw anything if you're at work listening in don't get upset and y'all a big screech Andrew Bynum Exactly. What were they thinking when they made this trade? Because he never played a game for the Philadelphia 76ers. Andrew McDonald. Byron Maxwell. Heralded as one of the best corners at that time. Ideally, he got that on the piggyback, on the tails of that great Seattle defense where he really didn't have to do much at all. And it just appeared that he was covered up and masked and hidden in that great defense and made it look like he was that good. Got here and was trash. Nick Pavetta. Potato Chip Kelly's boy, Sam Bradford. Carson Wentz. Two flyers coming up. Ilya Bizgazov. Bizgalov. 
Cutter Gautier, who said he didn't want to play for the Friars. And what happened? Ship that ass out of here. Excuse me, Mo. Ship that ass out of here. Quick as they could. My guy, Chris, Mr. Bulldog30, thanks for tuning in. Good brother. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, number one, top of this list. And, and I feel like in this list, we could rotate. Some of these guys, it, I think it could be multiple um, names that could be could have been at the number one. But for the current list that I'm giving you right now, the number one on this list one Ben Simmons, who ironically has only, believe it or not, has only played 48 games of basketball since the playoff series against the Hawks that we lost. He's come back and he's only played 48 games. He's only played 48 basketball games since then. You know how long ago that was for him to only play 48 games? It's 82 games in a season. It's been two seasons, at least. That's 164 games. And you only play 48? Amazing, right? So again, on this list, and like I said, on this list of this 12, there could be some swapping around. It could be some flipping. I mean, some people could put Carson Wentz at that number one spot. Some people most recently... A lot of Flyers fans could arguably put Cutter, Cutter Gautier at that number one spot. People will put Andrew Bynum there. Scott Rowland could easily go there if you're just talking Phillies fans, just talking Philly fans. So there's a way that these names can rotate. But like I said, it, it's a lot of truth and a lot of fact to some of these things and understanding why, understandably why they are Phillies most hated athletes because of their careers here and in their time here and some of the things that they said some of their actions also have put them on this list um richard chimes in he says ben will always be number one only because of the potential people were comparing him to lebron when he came out absolutely and you know arguably rich in that same fold i even went maybe a step further or in a step in a different direction where i felt like he could have been close to Giannis as well because of his talent. He just doesn't want to shoot the ball. And like I said, the difference is, like people look, Giannis, he doesn't shoot very well from the free throw line, but he steps up there every time and then he shoots him. He's not a great three-point shooter, but when the opportunity presents itself, he shoots it. He could miss four in a row, and the, the next time down he gets the opportunity again, he's going to shoot it. He's not going to give it up. He's going to shoot it. So that's the differences I see there. And I agree with you, Rich. He could arguably be the, the most persistent and the most consistent number one on that kind of list. So we got the All-Star game coming up. We got uh, three potential Sixers are on that All-Star voting list. And I think voting ended the other night, Thursday night or Friday night. So you arguably got three potential All-Stars. Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, of course, and Tyrese Maxey. Um, Joel Embiid pretty much a lock Tyrese Maxey very very good chance he's going to be in the mix the stretch is going to be Tobias Harris uh, Richard says I think Ben really doesn't love basketball I think he was really good at it but has no passion money grab and out for him yeah um, even in his pre even in his pre-draft thing it said some things that people overlooked and and again I explained it to people and it was like well the Sixers draft the number one yada, yada, yada. I said but at the time 
when he came out, even with everything that was written in his pre-draft report, he arguably coming out of college was the consensus number one pick. The Sixers owned that number one pick. If they didn't trade it away, he was the pick. And they just had to deal with whatever happened if it went if it went successful, if it went left. And of course for us it went way left. But we did see some of the potential that could have been that we'll probably never see again in the NBA at all. Definitely won't see it in the Sixers uniform, but we could arguably never see that again in the NBA. And it's one of those things where you could arguably say wasted talent. He kind of fits into that mold and generally speaking basketball wise in a lot of in some ways, like I say about LeBron. I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but at LeBron's size and his physique, his skill set, the things that he does on the basketball court are freaking amazing a lot of times. People might not understand that, but again, like I said, I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but I give credit where credit is due. I give respect where respect is due. And I respect everything that he can do on a basketball court at his size. It's amazing. Ben Simmons could have been close to that. And the people, like Richard said, people were comparing him to that. I didn't think he would ever get there, but I felt like he could have been in that Giannis Avenue somewhere and make his niche there. Because he's not going to put any... Like, Giannis could still put people put the team on his back and win. Ben's not going to put a team on his back and win. But he can have flashes and be a very, very integral... Could have been a very intricate part in the success of a team. It's just no heart. No ticker. The passion is... The true passion is just not there. All right? So, folks, listen. Quick day-to-day. Because I got some other things I got to do. I got some running around and stuff I got to do. But I had to come in here and talk to y'all a little bit. Like I said, give y'all the Eagles updates that I had. Talk to y'all a little bit about our Sixers and some other things. Before I close out, I'm going to give you some scheduling. I got one more thing I want to get to. It's a quote from from one of my favorite players, Rob Strickland. I'm going to give you that quote. And I'm going to allow y'all to leave comments under this video after I leave the quote. I may even go back later on and put the quote in. Uh, Richard said, I really thought a guy 6'10 can dribble, pass, and drive. I thought just work on the jumper, and he would. Eh, same way I felt. Same way I felt, Rich. So, you see the shirt. I gave y'all some scores, and it says UNC. Okay? And I've been telling y'all for weeks now. Get over to Instagram. At Making It Yours. That's at M-A-K-I-N-G underscore I-T underscore Y-O-U-R-S underscore. Custom Tumblers. If you don't know what those are, they're like cups, coffee cups, sip cups. For what they're, we do help stay cold, cold and hot. We also do custom t-shirts and sweatshirts. This is one shirt that was done by making the chores. You can get over there and check the merchandise there, and I'll give you all in all that again. I'll put it all in the video um, and the tags in the video when I post a video later on, maybe today or whatever. But the last thing I want to give you, and like I said, I'm going to give it to you now. I'm going to close out. And I'm going to, and a matter of fact, I'm not going to probably, I'm going to get to it when I get off air and I get back and get set. I'm going to repost it. Okay. So you can read it again and then you can give me comments on how you feel about that. And then I can either get it on my dime of the week sometime this week, or I can bring it back my feedback next Monday um, when I come back to the show. So here it is. And this is a quote, like I said, from one of my favorite players, Rod Strickland. And I quote, he says, watching a lot of basketball. And I think, we have to get back to rewarding skill. I see a lot of players running into traffic, creating contact and getting calls. Bad decisions 
are being rewarded. It's the skill to know where you are on the court and avoid defense to make the right play. End quote. There you have it. That's your quote. Now, moving on, before I close out, folks, I got to give y'all this. All right, got to give y'all this. Some uh, schedules for today. We got some NBA games. We got the Bucks and the Pistons, Cavs and the Magic, Spurs and the Sixers tonight in South Philly, the Grizz and the Raptors, Hornets and the T-Wolves, Celtics and the Mavs, Bulls and the Suns, and the Hawks and the Kings. Sixers fans, it'll be our first time to see Wemby up close and personal. If you're in the building, be on the lookout. Somebody might, somebody else might be in the building too. So make sure you got your social media up. Somebody else might be in the building. Just a little hint, hint, wink, wink. Let's go Sixers, absolutely. Uh, tonight in the NHL, the Jets and the Bruins, the Golden Knights and the Devils, Panthers are at the Predators, the Penguins and the Coyotes, the Blackhawks and the Canucks and the Sharks and the Kings. Uh, in men's NCAA basketball top twenty-five. My guys, ranked number four, are at home against Wake Forest since he is in Kansas to play face off against number three, Kansas. In the women's side, number five, UCLA goes to number 20, Utah. And Baylor, number, tw- number 12, is at home hosting number seven, Kansas State. Thank you. Thank you again to everybody that tuned in. My guy, Richard Drummond, on Facebook, as always. Uh, friend of the show, partner of the show, family of the show here. So everyone on IG, Cuzzo, Yellow Bowman, J Blake Five, my guy, Mr. Philadelphia Q, Jessica Kate 3342, Tracy, Nikki, and Mr. Bulldog 30. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. Again, go check out at Making It Yours on Instagram and TikTok. And folks, you definitely know where to get me on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at Sports Rap CEO. On Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast LLC is the group page. The webpage, sportsrapradio.com. Also, folks, YouTube, get over to the YouTube channel. Search Sports Rap TV. Check the older videos. Some videos will probably go up today, maybe, if I can get it work done. But they'll go up soon. Remember, you know what to do. Find the videos that you like. Hit that thumbs up. But make sure you subscribe first. So that's the rules. Number one, subscribe to the channel. And check out the videos that are there. Check out the content. Some great content over there. Then hit the thumbs up on the videos that you like. Okay? And then finally, hit the bell so you'll be alerted when new content is uploaded. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right. And then you can find me all week on social media. Like you have my handles and then right back here on Mondays, 11 a.m. is the go time. Closing out a little early today, you know, but I gave you all some great information. And remember, stay tuned all week. You will hit more great invitation, more great invitation, more great information, more great content. And also the audio iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spreaker. All right? So make sure you tuned in. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure that you also, again, go check out at M-A-K-I-N-G underscore I-T 
underscore y-o-u-r-s underscore for your custom t-shirts tumblers sweatshirts and other apparel talk to y'all all week on social media and right back here next monday be great on purpose be careful outside it's a little chilly but it's going to be a little warmer than yesterday get a get a little heat wave so to speak the end of the week going into the weekend but today is monday again like i said be great on purpose do what you do and i will talk to y'all very soon on the internet on the interweb and right back in studio peace everybody thank y'all for tuning in